This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for November 14th, 2020. I'm JB, this is All Pro Wrestling and Only Pro Wrestling. Tonight's episode, we're going to go over the Impact Turning Point pay-per-view results, as well as hit some news where we talk about the future and the state of house shows in pro wrestling. Let's get right to this right now with an Impact special pay-per-view event review. They've got some name for these app events they're doing now. Special event or whatever. Their transition to a network model. Starts off with the return of Davari facing Eddie Edwards in the opening match. Eddie Edwards, former champion, gets over. Second match, setting up the Knockouts Tag Team Division, trying to build a little storyline. We've got Tennille Dashwood and Jordan Grace versus the team of Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary. They've been a team for a while. The story here is that Tennille Dashwood and Jordan Grace don't get along because Tennille is selfish and never wanted to tag in and take any bumps during the match and then continually tried to steal all the glory and multiple attempts to steal the victory. It ends up with Rosemary pinning Jordan Grace because Jordan just came off a title run and it's her turn to job. The story here that I see, though, is a new intimacy between Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. Now, for those of you that have been watching this, they used to fight in AAA Mexico, and Taya came up here some time ago now, probably two or three years ago. She was a Viking, a Mexican Viking, blonde, bombshell Mexican Viking. But anyway, uh, they fought all over the country, all over the Northern Hemisphere, and now they're a tag team. And that was all well and good. They've been a tag team for a while. They've been doing this uh, Johnny Bravo storyline for a while. Rosemary's marrying Johnny Bravo. But in the background of the entrance when Tennille's posing, Jordan Grace is doing her thing, you can see Taya walk by and gently touch Rosemary's belly. Strange. When the match ends, these two are all over each other, like sorority sisters. Fascinating. Fascinating. Good match. I enjoyed it. Tennille was much better. I've been hard on Tennille Dashwood on this podcast because I say that she looks like she's on pharmaceuticals half the time or about to fall asleep. Uh, She smiled a lot. She moved around. She was active. She seemed awake and excited for the pay-per-view and still was not a good wrestler, but she looked better, so that's good. Next, we have Hornswoggle McMahon versus Brian Myers. I'm not sure why this match took place in the first place. Uh, He has long hair now. He kind of looks like a midget AJ Styles. Am I allowed to say that? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say midget. But anyway, Brian Myers is being sold as a ruthless heel. So he beats up Hornswoggle McMahon. He oversold a German suplex from Hornswoggle like Brock Lesnar tossed him across the ring. It was crazy. Next match, Triple XL versus Chris Sabin and James Storm. They called themselves Beer Guns. I'm not sure how this came about. I suppose it came about because Alex Shelley didn't want to be an Impact anymore, and Robert Roode is busy being Dolph Ziggler's valet on the other program. Chris Sabin and James Storm win the match, and then the Deaners find a gun in Johnny Swinger's gear bag backstage. Yeah, 45 handgun. Next we have Rohit Raju versus Jake Deaner. Rohit retains. The story here is that post-match, Eric Young shows up with Joe Doring, who I was not familiar with. I had to go look him up on the intranets. They talk as if Joe Doring's been a part of Impact Wrestling in the past, but from what the internets say, Joe Doring's been a part of other independents and is known for his time in other places more than an Impact. They beat up the Deaners. We're probably trying to find a place for Eric Young now in storyline, now that he's not chasing Rick Swan anymore. 
He can't just keep injuring people in storyline or there won't be anyone left for him to torment. So now he's going to chase the Deaners around a trailer park, most likely. Moving on, we got Willie Mack versus Hardcore Moose, Moose's new gimmick after going to the limit with EC3 and controlling his narrative is that he is Hardcore Moose. And I think he had the match won, was the story they were telling, but he was continuing to punch about the heads, Willie Mack, after he was passed out. So the referee said, oh, he's passed out, he can't defend himself, and then he overturns his decision and Moose gets disqualified and Willie Mack wins. But the story here is that Moose is ruthless Moose and he's hardcore Moose, and I'd like to see EC3 return, whether it's to work with Moose or not. I saw a lot of guys on this card that I don't care at all about, and EC3 was on the last card, and I cared a lot about that. Next match, Good Brothers versus The North for the Impact Tag Titles. The North had just reclaimed the tag titles after a year-long reign. The Good Brothers win. It's their first reign as Impact Tag Champions. They've been collecting tag belts all over the world, so we all expected this at Bound for Glory. They ended up in a fatal four-way tag match that they didn't win, and I was relatively shocked about that. I, I did not see The North reclaiming the belts at Bound for Glory because I couldn't see a world where The Good Brothers weren't given the Impact Tag Belts. Now they've been given the Impact Tag Belt, so they'll probably hold this for a while, maybe trade them back and forth with somebody. I imagine they're not going to be around more than a year, but Impact does a really good job with using a character for a short amount of time and letting them move on and helping their company as well as promoting this wrestler on their way out the door. Unlike other larger companies that could afford to do that and choose to bury people, Vince. Moving on, Deanna Perrazzo versus Sue Young in the sexiest match of the night. This was no DQ for the Knockouts Championship. I love this match. I love me some Deanna Perrazzo. I love me some Sue Young. Sue Young is like the undertaker of women's wrestling. No one talks about her, but if you haven't seen Sue Young's bloody glove that she puts the mandible claw on yet, or seen her in her face paint roll around in black bra and panties, you really should. This is good stuff. Deanna Perrazzo regains her title with some crazy maneuvers that's names I don't know. I don't even know that they have names, but you should watch this match. It's a, a good mix of hardcore no DQ with still a lot of technical wrestling. So you don't normally see that. You hear no DQ and you expect people to be hit with flimsy trash cans. That's not what these two ladies did. This was a great match. Main event, Sammy Callahan versus Rich Swan, And, you know, this is the Rich Swan tour. And no one expected Sammy to win, even though Sammy's probably the most valuable commodity that this company has. Rich Swan goes on top. Sammy Callahan will get his chance with a second run, or he'll leave and go find greener pastures somewhere else. But right now, it's the Rich Swan era in Impact. I look forward to the end of that era. I do believe Rich Swan is married to Sue Young. So that might explain why Sue Young just came off a run. Rich Swan's currently on one. Speaking of relationships, let's move on now to an errors and omissions section where I discuss some uh, speaking out of turn that I did on the last episode. In the last episode, I talked about Vince McMahon's obsession with trying to make things uncomfortable for people that are involved in relationships that work on his staff. And I talked about Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss and their career trajectories after it was leaked last year sometime that they had been dating. How, namely, Buddy Murphy's running around with a 19-year-old girl on Raw, and Alexa Bliss is hanging out with Bray Wyatt, who couldn't get a valet for five years, but now has one. And it turns out I got a lot of emails from some 14-year-old girls that are disguised as grown-ass men, who apparently are very up on Alexa Bliss's social life. And it turns out Alexa Bliss recently got engaged to a musician that she met maybe through The Miz. I don't know. Not Buddy Murphy. So it's 
congratulations to Alexa Bliss for being engaged, and uh, shame on all of you men that have been following uh, her personal life that closely. I will get better at not talking out of school, and you all should spend less time trying to read Alexa's journals, because that's really creepy. Grown-ass men shouldn't be up on who Alexa's dating. Okay, that's crazy, but this is a news podcast, and maybe that's news. We will have a special segment on Vince McMahon's obsession with cuckolding and creating strange relationship dynamics, because I am not the first person to notice this. It has been extensively documented. But let's move on to a new segment where we're going to talk about the future and the current state of house shows. Uh, this comes off the heels of AEW reporting that they're canceling a couple of shows in December in New Orleans and in New Mexico uh, on the 2nd and the 30th, respectively, of December amid COVID pandemic restrictions and recent outbreaks. And it's probably hard to do a tour of the southern United States right now. One might say you probably shouldn't try. But while we're on the subject, uh, this cancellation comes off the heels of the WWE apparently telling talent and contract renewals that, and I'm going to quote Meltzer here, a number of talent have reported being told by the WWE that, quote, the old way of touring is over, unquote. And this is in regards to house shows and the expected merchandise sales that you'd gain by sending under and mid-card guys across the country to expand brand awareness and sell their merch. And a lot of guys, they took their base contract of sixty dollars or $70,000 and they needed that house show money as bonuses. Recently, the WWF has come down on people for affiliating with third parties and trying to monetize the image they create in the WWE, which would be fine if they were employees. But the WWE treats them as independent contractors. So these arguments about, you know, Twitch streams and people making money off their characters outside the locker room are a lot more difficult to understand in an era where you're canceling house shows. Apparently the WWE has found that the merch sales have stayed steady. I don't know if that means that they've stayed to the numbers that they were pre-pandemic, but merch sales through the website have stayed steady without house shows to promote that. And I imagine injuries have went down because you have less people performing and less overall performances. So that saves the company a lot of money. It doesn't help the undercard and midcard level talent, though, because they needed that extra money so that they could actually afford to live. We'll keep an eye on this in the future. This is, again, this comes back to what we talked about the last couple episodes with Selena Vega's release and ideas of unionization, ideas of protection of these employees, because they really are employees. And you know, Screen Actors Guilds, Athletic Players Unions. There's a precedent for all of this. And the WWE, it's got big-time contracts with people like Fox Sports. It's only a matter of time before this hits the courts and we find a way to protect the athletes that perform in sports entertainment. That brings us to the end of this program. Looking forward to having a special segment where we explain the ins and outs of this particular podcast and why you would want to listen to this as opposed to another podcast. Trust me, I listen to five or six different pro wrestling podcasts uh, pretty much daily, and there's a few more that I cycle through. No one should have the time for that unless this is your one hobby. So I do all of that for you, and I'm going to go over those podcasts. I'm going to go over why you want to listen to this one and not some of the others. We're going to have a special segment for that, and then look forward to Monday Night Raw and our review segment for WWE Raw that will drop on Tuesday. Subscribe where you find your podcast. Thanks for listening.